Hello there, you're listening to The Box Office Show. I'm Ryan Hill. And I'm Dylan Johnson. Today we're going to be talking about the box office numbers from last weekend and our box office predictions for this upcoming weekend. And at long last, we will be doing our annual Oscar draft, this time for the 2024 Oscars season. specific one for it you used to no, that. you used to have one for like the box office draft we do still have one for the box office draft okay. yeah i don't know if you ever gave one for the oscar draft you should though it should be a nice a high class uh melodic piano tune you know perhaps get a little royalty free thing yeah. yeah or just make it yourself everyone fuck off <laughs> you think i'm gonna make a piano tune i don't know jack shit about pianos bro all right let's jump into the news we have some major news a big conclusion to a developing story that's been going on throughout the year jonathan majors has officially been fired by marvel we have reached the end of his trial and he was convicted on two of the four charges so he's been found guilty of a reckless assault in the third degree, a misdemeanor, and then harassment in the second degree, a violation. He was acquitted, though, on one count of assault and then one count of uh, aggravated harassment. So there you go. And then immediately after that news, Marvel kicked him to the curb. So they were just yeah. waiting on whatever that verdict was going to be. Um, and then once they came out that he was found guilty for those particular charges, he's been booted. So Kang is no more, at least with Jonathan Majors portraying him. And we will see how Marvel tries to adapt because clearly they were trying to build up this whole multiversal saga around Kang and around Jonathan Majors, but they're going to have to shift gears a bit there. So crazy development. The, the, the mecca that was Marvel is now crumbling bit by bit. It really is, yeah. This year has definitely not gone their way for nope. a multitude of reasons. Um, but yeah. Sucks to be them. Now we can move on to our box office breakdown for December 15th to the 17th. Coming in first place was Wonka, Timothy Chalamet's musical about the young days of William Wonka. It made $39 million. Hunger Games, Bout of Songbirds, and Snakes still doing very well for itself in its fifth weekend. With five point eight million, bring its domestic total to one hundred and forty-five million. Hayao Miyazaki's final film, *The Boy and the Heron*, came in third place with five point five million. Godzilla minus one with five million. Trolls band together three point nine million. Wish three point one million. Ridley Scott's *Napoleon* two point two million. *Renaissance* by Beyonce one point nine million. Four Things, 1.2 million. And The Shift, rounding out the top 10, one point, or just 1 million. 1 mil flat. 1 mil flat. And now we can do our box office predictions for this upcoming weekend, December 22nd to the 24th. The new movie coming out on the forecast is Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Now, the first one made over a billion dollars. Box office smash. But DC has been on quite... A downturn recently. Shazam did not do, or not Shazam. Yeah, Shazam two did not do great this year, and neither did Black Adam. So, Ryan, what do you think Aquaman and Last Lost Kingdom? Knowing that we are probably never going to see Jason Momoa's Aquaman again, this probably will be his last outing as the. I was gonna say Cape Cru- Fish Crusader, <laughs> King of Atlantis. King of Atlantis, sure. I think that would be his official title. Um, yeah, the fishy crusader. Uh, so the original one opened to sixty-seven million, but then had some great legs. Was able to bring its domestic total to three hundred thirty-five million, which, as we all know, is definitely not the type of numbers that superhero films are putting up anymore. Again, worldwide, Marvel's barely got past two hundred million, which is insane to think about. That also released the same year as Aquaman, also crossed a billion. So yeah, Aquaman with the huge downturn of superhero films in general, but especially DC, 
because again they're like everyone knows they're resetting the universe so these characters aren't even continuing so i don't know that there's going to be that much interest but i think it's gotta at least get 40 million somewhere around there like there wonka can't possibly beat it out right but it's possible it's very possible the uh the old michelle obama thing of when they go low we go high dc their mantra is when they go low we go lower anytime marvel has just absolutely bungled it dc finds a way to one up them by doing something worse so if marvel's bombed historically and that was a sequel to a billion dollar film i think aquaman 2 might unfortunately carry on that trend and we could see it get mm. again like 25 million or something like that be you so give your boring. prediction i'm gonna look up what blue beetle got yeah and what shazam got and we're gonna see like because it should not be in that ballpark it's insane i think aquaman's gonna make 35 mil max i think it's gonna be under wonka which i think would be really really funny so blue beetle Open to twenty five million. Oh god! And then Rough. Shazam to open to thirty million. So we're saying that Aquaman, a billion dollar film, is only going to open to maybe five million higher than Shazam two, maybe ten million higher than Blue Beetle. That is just abysmal. Yeah, we're good. Uh, very very tragic send off to that whole franchise. But yeah, we'll see. I think maybe again holiday season that might boost it a lot. But, I mean, Wonka's doing well, so families might go see that rather than Aquaman. Indeed. But we shall see. Yep. Now let's do our 2024 Oscar draft. Let us remind you of the rules. We've done this, what, this is our third year doing? This is the third annual Oscar draft? I believe so. You won the first one because of fucking Dune. And I was able to clinch victory with the second one with everything ever all at once. Let's see which movie is going to be the dominant force this year in our third annual oscar draft the rules of the game are basketball rules every nomination is one point every win is three points and we get five films each we are going to alternate after one of us wins the coin toss in picking films as any draft would and then we will let you know as time goes on what these movies do in other awards the baftas the golden globes keep track of all that stuff uh retally the points when the oscar nominations are released and then finally after oscar night decide who the winner is now, Ryan, since I absolutely decimated you in this box office draft, I'll let you pick the side of the coin. Heads or tails? You're so kind. Let's do heads. Heads? All right. I'm recording. You have a physical coin? Oh, no, no I have a fucking physical coin. I, I, yeah, always do, every time. <laughs> I always do a digital coin because I'm not going to walk to my room and get a real coin. So I'm flipping it. It's flipping. It came up heads. Oh, snap. Ryan, <laughs> sorry, yeah. I'm sending it to you to prove the that it came up heads. So you, you get first pick. I'm excited. This is going to have to – I was really hoping I'd get first pick. It's going to change up my strategy a little bit. So go ahead and make your first pick. What do you choose? All right. Usually we have a little bit more of a – I don't know, some like warm-up before we get into the drafting, but we'll just dive into it, and then we'll talk about our – I want to die. Ahead, so I thought something I want to get done. So, my first selection is no surprise, Oppenheimer. No surprise at all. That's a very good, solid pick. Let me just cross it off my list. All right, my first pick. I should actually be writing these down. Yeah, I got my little, little pen paper here. Got your little pen. All right, I'll get my little pen and paper too. Ryan and Dylan. You picked Oppie. My first pick, no surprise, the, the other half, the the biggest contender against Oppie. I'm going to pick Barbie. Exactly. The other half of Barbenheimer there. Yep. You'd love to see it. Um, sorry, not sorry. I'm going to take Poor Things next. You son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really sad about that. All right, I'm going to go for what I think is going to be a big contender in the nominations, but not so big in the wins. I'm going to go Killers of the Flower Moon. Of course, of course. Mm -hmm. My next selection is going to be The Holdovers. The Holdovers, interesting. 
I'm also going to pick another one that I think is going to big in, be big in noms, but also not so big in wins. I'm going to go with Maestro. Okay, okay. Fascinating. All right, let me see what's next up on my list. I'm going to go with Zone of Interest. Okay, okay. Zone of Interest. An interesting choice. Indeed. I'm going to go against that with past lives you whore i know i know okay so that this brings us to our final picks yep okay then mine is going to be a little risky gotta go risky don't ya yep. color purple the color Ooh, purple. that was risky but that leaves me with the one that i wanted for my pick my last pick is gonna be Anatomy of a Fall. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So let's, I'm feeling pretty confident. Wow. Let's, yeah, let's, let's dive into it. our discussion here. So Indeed. first off, this is a different type of Oscar draft than the ones we normally do because we, yeah. in our previous years, we had done them very early on in the award season, yeah. far before the award season actually started. Yeah. I think the first one we did like in October and then, or actually August or September. And then the other one we did in like October, November range. So this one is different because not only have we seen, actually seen some of the films that have come out, mm-hmm. but some of the award bodies have released their nominations. So for instance, the Golden Globes. So Dylan, did that factor into your decision making for this Oscars draft? Yeah, I definitely scrolled through the Golden Globes quite a bit to see what was popping out there, as well as a lot of the festival awards and things like that. And then also my own personal taste of what I've seen so far and what I think Oscar voters would enjoy as far as movies go. I think it definitely affected what I was picking here. I think had we done this four or like three months ago, like we usually do, like way earlier in the year, I don't know if I would have picked Maestro. I don't know if I would have picked Killers of the Flower Moon. I mean, it would have been up there. It just wouldn't have maybe been so big of a choice. Really? But Killers of... Maybe it would have been a, a... It would have been a different choice. It wouldn't have been where I picked it. But I mm-hmm. feel like very strongly watching it, I don't think it's going to win a lot of awards, but I think it's going to be nominated for like a ton. Yeah, it might be a little Irishman. The other thing that I thought was fascinating about it was there's a very clear four to me at least and honestly, i agree i 100 agree top six but at bare minimum like the top four no matter what it was going to be mm-hmm. barbenheimer's top two yeah and then killers of the flower moon and then poor things which Absolutely. is fascinating because they're very similar in a lot of ways i mean barbie and poor things um and then oppie and killer it was like yeah. it was going to be one of those each like mm-hmm. very three hour mega was really mad because i really wanted poor things you asshole I knew I really wanted poor things, but I if I, I, the problem is if I had picked poor things first, you would have gotten Barbie and I probably would have gotten dog fucked here. Like absolutely destroyed right. for sure. And yeah, I, so... I, God, I wanted poor things so bad. You asshole. Well, here's the funny thing. Yeah. We sort of, well, yeah, here in my head. So I had my list ready. What screwed me last year was mm-hmm. two things. One was not going with my heart. With yeah. everything ever all at once, which uh, at that point was like my number one film. I loved it, but I was like, I just don't think the award, the Oscars are going to actually go for a film like this. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, let me, let me not go for that. But that happened in the middle of us picking things. Like I did have on my list, I was going to have everything everywhere all at once next. And I was like, mm, let me switch some things around. Let me call an audible. And I yeah. shouldn't have done that. You so this time in my head, I had on repeat, you know, the words of Michael Fassbender, David Fincher's the killer. Stick to the plan and just execute. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. This time I was methodical. It's planned out. I was just going to go for it. And so yep. I was like, poor things. I knew that was a film that you would love and would want to root for. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I got to snag it away from you. Uh, and then you sort of return the favor later on with past lives. But yeah, we'll go through one by one now and discuss the the choices that we made in order. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but yeah, this is very much, I think there's only one uh, film. What was the one that, because it should be all, oh, it was the one that I had, because yeah, I, I wasn't going to choose Anatomy of a Fall. That was the one in my head. I was like, I know 
Dylan has already seen that. I think he is going to go for yeah. it. I thought you were going to go for it earlier, honestly. I thought you were going to pick that um, yeah. after I'll, Zone I'll of Interest. I'll get to why later, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we do have, again, Oppie. You're the analog to that is Killers of Fire Moon. You have Barbie. The analog to that is Poor Things for Me. We each have one international film. My Zone of Interest, your uh, Anatomy of a Fall. Mm-hmm. For Holdovers... Color Purple, Maestro, and Past Lives. I think those are a bit um, a bit more of some wild cards, although there are some similarities with, I think, Color Purple and Maestro being more mm-hmm. traditional, sort of like big Oscar plays, like big uh, yeah. major talents in front and behind the camera for Maestro especially, and then the big mm-hmm. musical ensemble for Color Purple. And then Holdovers and Past Lives, both being that more like quieter, um, very character-driven, very writer forward uh mm-hmm. films so it's an interesting list that we have here a lot of for sure a lot of similarities and comparison points Very so, so let's go through the first selection oppenheimer which was number one on your list i'm assuming as well it was indeed well no actually barbie was number one on my list so i got the really? my number one yeah i had barbie over oppie because i think barbie will claim more noms than oppie and i think oppie will sweep the technicals but i think more above the line awards would go to Barbie. Yeah, I think, I think it's a toss-up. But think I don't think Oppie's going to have a sweep in, in wins. It very much could, and that's it what's could, but I don't it could have it. it could have either an above-the-line sweep or a below-the-line sweep. And so the I fact we'll that have there's a the danger of both is what makes it such a big contender. Because it means, yeah. bare minimum, picture, director, screenplay, actor for Killian Murphy... Supporting actress for Emily Blunt, which is absurd, but that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Supporting um, actor for Matt Damon. I wish. Not going to happen, but it'd be great. Um, it's still then, possible. It's still possible, though. Yeah, that's the thing. Again, if they go... Robert Downey Jr. for sure, but Matt Damon possibly. Could. But Robert Downey is the one that's definitely getting in and could win. Um, although the supporting actor race is heated up lately, so we'll see about that. For sure. But then score as well. Definitely a major contender there. Sound, of course, that mm. big atomic bomb scene. Editing, cinematography. Editing is going to win. Cinematography could win very well. Set design too, with all of the like black and white and seventy millimeter. So it's like it's such a strong contender in so many different places. Not just of like oh, definitely getting it on, but like could win. Like so many of the ones I mentioned, mm. like director, like Nolan. This is the time to give it to him. He's been doing great work oscillating between like big uh crowd pleasing blockbusters Mm -hmm. and his more not like overly trying to do an awards play but his more serious films um so this one kind of merges the both of them because a huge blockbuster hit but then it was about a more serious down-to-earth subject matter rather than some sci-fi big brain concept so i feel like this would be the time to give it to him so he could definitely get director, could definitely get picture off of that. Again, Killian Murphy as actor is like one of the the big potential wins. Again, score, I think people are going to get behind that a lot. Editing, for sure, just because of how in-your-face it is. Again, I personally wouldn't select it for that, but I think people are going to want to reward it in that way. So it has a lot, like production design as well. They had to build mm-hmm. that whole similar to Killers, like they built that... Uh, Los Alamos thing. So it's it's got a huge potential here. Let me just tally up the potential points. I didn't even tally it up because I'm like, it's already a given. That is just going to be so insane that it has to be chosen. But yeah, let me let me tell it up here. And then you can talk about why yeah. you went for Barbie over Oppenheimer. Because that's kind of crazy. I think Barbie also has a lot of strong contenders alongside Oppenheimer. Like a lot of below the line and above the line possible wins here. Because you've got writing, directing for Greta Gerwig, picture, uh, actor and actress for, or actor and actress and supporting actor for Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling, respective. You've got costuming, you've got set design, you've got a possible for cinematography. I doubt it. Editing, possibly, but for the most part, uh, costuming and set design and maybe even makeup as well, a possible nomination. I think there are a lot of different, and also the big contender for noms, songs. I think it's going to get 
two or three song nominations just off of it alone, like La La Land did in 2016. Yeah, the double nom potential is big. It's, it's definitely going to get two, could get three, which would be could wild. Get three. I don't yeah. think they'll give it to him, but two. It's possible. I'm Just Ken and then the Billie Eilish one, I think, yeah. are getting in there. Yeah. So, and almost guaranteed a win for one of the two. Probably the Billie Eilish song, but even I'm Just Ken could very possibly win. I hope it's so, that one, honestly. I think I, I, I think it'd be so funny if I'm Just Ken <laughs> wins. That'd be great. But honestly, I just feel like there's more potential for a lot of nominations and a lot of wins in the same way that Oppenheimer has them. And I think it's going to be a toss up between the two. I don't think this is going to be a sweep for one movie or the other. I think it's going to be a matter of some will win one, the other will win a lot of the other ones. And so at that point, it comes down to who has a lot of more nominations for those single points that we can wrap up. And I think Barbie is going to get more nominations than Oppenheimer. Interesting. I don't I don't think so although I do so yeah supporting actor will be there there's a potential that Margot misses for best actress like even a nom um, you think yeah no, just because again I mean it's more uh like it is a bit more of that commercial type of work I think she was great in it for sure but it's just not the usual type of performance that they're going to go for but I think Barbie is going to be so strong that they might give it to her the nom yeah i, don't I think, think she would a contender to win though no um, not at all um and but then in terms of acting in oppenheimer i think the only contender to win is killian murphy i think he's gonna win but i don't think, I think the same thing is gonna me, they which again i i wouldn't personally give him the award for it but i think people are gonna be like yes his return to real acting and that's like i don't think he's driving good. people to to want to give him the win but so yeah, his nom is secured. I think he does have a really good shot at winning. I don't think so. More so than like Margot Robbie would have for actress. And then supporting actors getting much more stacked as of late. Um, and then again, Ryan Gosling's really doing a such an effective comedic performance. Mm-hmm. But there's never really a moment where like you get down to earth and you have a true, genuine human emotion connection with him. Like even when he's at the end and he's crying about being so foolish and giving into the patriarchy stuff and all that. Um, he's still like hamming it up. And so it's great for like the comedy stuff, but I don't know that they're actually going to like golden globes or at least the previous iteration of golden globes, I think definitely would have given it to him for supporting actor. I don't know that Oscars are going to give him the win for supporting actor for a comedic performance like that. So definitely a nom, but probably not a win there. Supporting actress, people have been floating America Ferreira, which again would be if, like, same way with everything ever all at once, just mm-hmm. like out of nowhere was in a whole bunch of these categories that we didn't even anticipate when we had done the draft. Yeah, yeah. That if Barbie Fever is so strong, like maybe she gets in for supporting actress as well. I think it'd be a bit of a crime for that to happen. But I agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she might get in for that. Again, production design, the whole Barbie world. It's an easy nom. Costume design. Costume design. Yeah, those are like easy noms and really good possible wins. wins. Yeah. Yeah. Over over Oppenheimer for sure, I think. There's a good chance that the two are competing head to head for those two. I agree. I would say, yeah, I would say honestly, Poor Things is a bigger contender than Oppie for Barbie against, uh, you know, production design and costume design. That's possible. Um, I just haven't seen it though. I've only seen stills and very few, very few like seconds of trailers. Which sucks. I haven't seen it. If I, dude, if I had seen Poor Things before this, and I thought about going to, because it's playing at NZN right now, if I had gone and seen it, I might have picked Poor Things first, because I, I was debating, because I really think it's going to be a strong contender. I think there's going to be a lot of acting noms, and I think it has a high chance to win. Like, I, I think Poor Things is going to be a big winner, and so that's, looking at your list, I'm more worried about Poor Things than Oppenheimer. Right. That's the thing, because it's, like, Barbie and Poor Things, you know, the Frankenstein story of, like, a woman waking up and discovering how to live in her womanhood and be a human in general and all that stuff. Like they have very similar stories, but mm. poor things is, it's definitely very weird. I mean, it's Euros Anthemos, but it definitely is more in line with what you would anticipate the Oscars rewarding rather than Barbie being a corporate brand turned into a movie. Like Greta Gerwig and the whole team and everyone were able to make it be much more than what it could have just been which was like an advertisement for the barbie brand and the mattel corporation see? but i don't like it's just gonna be hard to shake that off like 
I don't think there's a chance they're going to give Best Picture to a Barbie film. I just don't think that's happening. Whereas Poor Things might actually rival Oppenheimer for the Best Picture slot. So, Do you think... Did you see that uh, Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach got married? I did. I was like, wow, they're going for a full year of dubs. They're like, we're just going for all of it. For real. So, they went for it. And that, that could be in their favor, too, for screenplay in particular. That was the thing I was looking at was Gerwig might miss director, although I think now she's pretty much secured in it. Um, I think, yeah, at this point, it'd be wild to like, I think get it off. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't think, again, I think it's Nolan's to lose. But I think she'll get a nom for that. And then screenplay, I think because it's her and Noah Baumbach, and it'd be like, you know, the double win for both of them. I think that'd be a big moment that they'd want to give it to. Um, want to give them that recognition. So best screenplay, I think is another one that it's mm-hmm. almost certainly going to get a nomination for and then has a really good shot mm-hmm. at winning. Yeah. So yeah, I have 11 nominations for you and then up to like 20 or 21 points total, including the wins. Mm-hmm. So I had 30. The range was like 12 to 30 for Oppenheimer. The range is 11 to 20 for Barbie. In my estimation, that's what I was giving it. Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll have to wait and see. We certainly will. But that's the thing, too, is like, yeah, there's... You never know. It's hard for there to be a sweep of wins because it's going to be these, like, four films competing against each other in, like, every single category. Yeah. Um, And I think I'm going to spread the love for sure. But, yeah, going to Poor Things. So that, again, best picture for sure best actress for sure with emma stone possibly winning been hearing great things about that that's what i'm supporting actor for ruffalo possible although historically oscars does not care about giving willem defoe anything so a possible double nom in supporting actor we know that's Mm. happened a couple times before you benefited from that with everything everywhere last year and everything ever um and so that could be another. Banshees was such a good choice for noms last year, bro. Oh man, freaking ridiculous! Can't believe it. Um, <laughs> Dude, we're so, talking four actor nominations from that movie. That's crazy. <laughs> so, and it should have won for Carrie Condon. Should have won, honestly. I think Carrie Condon definitely should have won. Yeah, but either way, you won. I think you had like that whole category. Supporting I also, supporting I also, I honestly category. like. I as much as I love Brendan Fraser, I think Colin Farrell should have won too. <laughs> You were just dancing with your dog. Yeah, that was a, that's a great film. I quoted that earlier today about the Barry Keoghan's, uh There Goes That Dream. He was uh, trying to get on. <laughs> that movie's so good. I need it's to watch it again. The more I, the more I watch it, the more I think about it, the more I like it. Yeah. It's so good. So I hope <laughs> that finally the double nom for supporting goes in my favor with the Willem Dafoe, but I, I don't think it's likely. Uh, but Ruffalo's in there for sure. Best director, absolutely. Best cinematography from what I've seen, it's in there. And yeah. then again, I don't see how like it easy nom and then should win for best makeup. Oh, for sure. Get a nom for costume design, should get a, a nom and probably win for production design. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's best score, best editing, like those other sort of technicals. I think it's able to play that line of, again, the above the line stuff and having good chances at winning. And then some of those specific below the line categories it'll have a good shot at getting nominations for them and then should win at least a couple i'm anticipating like either production design or makeup or both as two technicals that it picks up so yeah and then there's also again i don't i'd be amazed if they gave barbie best picture i think it's got to be between oppenheimer although it might get front runner backlash because it's like definitely the far and away front runner for best picture right now i think mm-hmm. poor things would be like them giving it to a barbie-esque like story and it being very like life affirming mm-hmm. as much of a downer as oppenheimer ends up being at the very end yep. um and so they might reward it for that but then also yorgos lanthimos and his whole style and whatnot is a bit strange and weird and eclectic but i mean everything ever at once was definitely out of the norm mm-hmm. for the oscars last year so they might be more willing to give these sort of off the wall ideas and concepts and executions much more of mm-hmm. so i think that has a, a better shot again than barbie getting it it might be the one that can dethrone oppenheimer 
for best pick. Yeah. It also should get a screenplay. I didn't have that on here. I think it's original. Because again, it's like a it's it's adapted. Okay, so they are adapting. It's from a book, yeah. Okay, okay. So I think that has a, a a very good chance, if not a great chance, of winning best adapted screenplay over Oppenheimer. Right, and the, again, historically, it's been screenplay and picture. Yeah, like you get the screenplay, you get the picture. So if like Oppenheimer misses for screenplay, two poor things, I yeah. think that gives it a great chance. The only other thing I would think... be if if Nolan gets director, then that gives him like the avenue for Oppenheimer to win best picture. Yeah, I think. Screenplay wise, adapted screenplay is going to be a toss up between Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and Killers of the Flower Moon. And original mm-hmm. screenplay is going to be a toss up between Barbie, Past Lives, and Anatomy of a Fall. I think it'll be one of those three for each. Say that again for the original? Past original, lives. I think it would be Past Lives, Barbie, or Anatomy of a Fall. Really? I'm thinking Holdovers is going to be I a shoe in for that. I don't think Holdovers is going to be a shoe in. Interesting. Have you seen Holdovers? I haven't. I would I like to. But I, I don't think. I've heard great things, yeah, but I don't think I think it'll get a nomination, but I don't think it's a shoe in. I think mm-hmm. Past Lives has a higher chance. I think Anatomy of a Fall definitely has a higher chance. And I think Barbie just namesake alone, Noah Baumbach, Greta Gerwig, still a tight script. I think that alone will get it with Nom for sure and has a high chance of winning. But I think Past Lives is leading the pack with Anatomy of a Fall shortly behind. And then Barbie and then maybe holdovers. Fascinating. All right, then let's go on to your uh, second selection, Killers of the Flower Moon. I don't think Killers of the Flower Moon is going to win a single award, which is it's sad. It's going to get Irishman. That's, that's what it's going to get Irishman for sure. It's going to get a lot of noms, but yeah, dude, I think it, eleven noms for Killers Killers of the Flower Moon. I think it'll sweep in noms, bro, for sure. All the technicals is going to get production design, cinematography, uh, costuming. Yeah, I had eleven to twelve noms as well. Adapted screenplay, director, picture. Gladstone. That would be the one. Potential win for Lily Gladstone. She's nominated for supporting or lead. 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 She could win, but I think Emma Stone has a higher chance of winning for poor things. But again, acting noms will come in. Leo will get a nomination. Lily Gladstone will get a nomination. Uh, De Niro will get a nomination. Uh, possible nomination for Jesse Plemons, but I doubt it. He could be one of those wild card fifth man kind of things. Probably I could see it well, happening. Yeah, it would be De Niro, if any, but then De Niro might miss. Um, so we'll have to see on that. So who yeah. do you have? Because yeah, technicals, cinematography for sure, editing for sure, score. Uh, score, sound possibly. Sound, yeah, yeah, yeah. Costume uh, design. Costume design, design, makeup and hairstyling. Because mm-hmm. I mean, this is a this is a very accurate period piece. It's gonna sweep nominations in those things and could win for things that I don't know anything about because I don't know anything about makeup and hairstyling. I'm pretty sure poor things will win it, but I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about costuming or like with the quality of that. So, and it's voted on by everybody. That, I, I don't I don't know anything about costuming. I've been wrong about costuming more than any other category. I swear to God. No, I think this one, like as you mentioned, like the fidelity to the time period was big, and then. The shawls that they had for the, the mm-hmm. OC, I think that definitely is mm-hmm. going to be a massive component. Yeah. I'm sure. I think it has a good chance of winning best cinematography. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, hopefully, because again, last year the cinematography category was a joke, and so I'm hoping Dude, this year. Who won last get, year? I don't even remember, but I just remember being upset. It should have been the Batman. Like, should have been the Batman. There were, there were five, which didn't even get nominated. There I'm were look it up. like five other films that should have been like nominated that weren't that each probably had a better idea i know deacons was nominated just because again it was deacons even he said he was like this is absurd like the batman should have gotten nominated possibly won um again hoitman hoitama what he did with jordan peele with the night to day or day to night um like film that should have got nomination like when you're innovating like that i don't understand how it doesn't get recognized um I don't understand either. It's crazy. I'm trying to find it right now. Cinematography. Yeah, cinematography. This cinematography. Winner was all on. quiet on the Western Front, which I thought was great. Like it was shot well, but to win that award is crazy. Tar was nominated. Tar had good cinematography. That was Elvis was nominated, that. which didn't make sense to me. Empire of Light, Roger Deakins, that didn't make sense to me. And Bardo False Chronicles of a Handful of Truths. Uh I didn't see it, but I was told the cinematography was good in it. It's Darius Konji, and he's very good. So mm. possibly that deserved. I just didn't see it. But All Quiet on the Western Front was crazy. 
because the Batman had great cinematography. Yeah. I thought that, again, I was just leaning more towards like the innovation, like the stuff that, yeah, the Batman looked great. Um, nope. The way they were able to do the day to night stuff. Top Gun mm-hmm. Maverick, the way they were able to like fit those tiny little cameras into the mm-hmm. jets, the actual jets, and being able to film all of that. And then the aerial, they did win editing, which is great. But then again, all the aerial photography they were able to pull off. I was like, that stuff is amazing. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Tar was the other one that I was like, okay, that was a good choice. They had yeah. one. Um, the, some of those others, yeah, I didn't end up seeing Pardo or All Quiet. Um, that one did seem well-deserved as a nom. All Quiet in the Western Front won because it was a war movie. I thought it was more of a joke that they won best score. I thought that was crazy. <laughs> the same, like, three notes. Yes, bomb, bomb, bomb. Yeah, crazy. that's crazy. I think this time the category will be uh, better represented, and hopefully, Killers will be in there. Because yeah, it looked absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, I explain think to me. Fourteen points, maybe. Oh yeah, with which the, is uh, good with the actress win included. Mm-hmm. But now let's move on because I want to talk about why was your number three choice the holdovers. So this was the please, thing, and please like, I was going back and forth. There was one other one that I think might end up has the potential to get more points, but I was like, I don't think you're going to go for it yet. Originally, I had the the top four, and then I had Maestro, and then the holdovers. Mm-hmm. But then previously, I switched to the holdovers rather than Maestro for whatever reason. Maestro just feels like like Mank to me, which is one of those films where it's like in many years past it would have been a shoe-in to be the front runner sweeping everything but and again i haven't seen it yet i think it it comes out on netflix like it's out on netflix Christmas, oh, right now it's already out so yeah, i meant to watch it but i just haven't yet came out on wednesday for whatever reason i don't know it just feels like such like an old hollywood version of like this is pure cinema this is art whereas i feel like these other films that we already mentioned and the ones that are coming up are just able to do it in a more kind of like authentic way. And they have like, this feels again, I'm not, I'm not in Bradley Cooper's head, but it just felt like he's chasing the Oscar. And I feel like that's going to, at least to me, it was, it came off that way to me and put me off from it. And I feel like the Oscar voters are kind of going to pick up on that as well. Hey man, you haven't even seen the movie yet. It's I, haven't, harsh. I have not, but harsh. it just, all you've seen is a trailer and the trailer looked good. Well, I thought the trailer looked good. Um, so, yeah, to me, it just, it's, and there's, again, we already went through these four other ones that in every category Maestro is going for, these ones are also contending for it at, like, a much higher level. So I'm like, I think it can get some noms here and there, mm-hmm. but I I don't know what the win potential is for it, honestly. Um, and so I was like, the holdovers, I think, does have a better chance of getting quite a few noms mostly in the above the line stuff, no real technicals, but I think it has a good chance for winning. So for instance, best supporting actress mm-hmm. for Devine. Devine Joy Robinson. Thank you. Devine Joy Robinson. She apparently is like the clear front runner, runner, front runner, front alone. runner. Oh my God. Uh, she's the clear front runner. Really? Yeah. On, is she that like, good in the movie? I mean, I haven't Did seen you it. See yet, it? Oh, I've you heard seen it again amazing things and i've heard a lot that's also too like word of mouth i've heard great things from it and i've heard you know we saw the trailer in front of oppenheimer and although the volume was very loud it definitely that again it like had it's trying to be a movie that's like oh if this were made in the 70s like you wouldn't be able to tell whether it was a 2023 movie or a 70s movie and it's trying to harken back to that spirit of filmmaking which is cool on um, those type of stories and it feels like it nails it and so that's where i'm like okay like what Maestro is trying to do and what Bradley Cooper is trying to do, Holdovers does it. It like actually delivers on that. Um, and so Best Supporting Actress, it seems like that's a lock. Nomination for sure, but then win for sure. That's just what I've been seeing. She's been getting a lot of support. And then Screenplay, definite nom. But then mm-hmm. I feel like this has a good chance at getting Screenplay, uh, winning it. Although apparently the, uh, I mean, the writer is not the director and especially in years past like writer director that's usually who will win screenplay if you wrote and directed the film Mm -hmm. so that works against it a bit and again these categories are very much 
stacked. And if it's because Oppenheimer and Barbie are in adapted, poor things. I get, well, Barbie would be an original. Oppie, poor things, and killers are all in adapted. You're saying, so if we're going off of like, oh, it might be Oppie, it might be poor things that wins best picture, and normally mm-hmm. they win best adapted. They just win one of the screenwriting ones, whichever category it's in. So it's avoiding that. Like it doesn't need to beat out whatever the best picture winner is going to be in order to win the screenplay award. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think it probably has a better shot than past lives, than anatomy to fall that you mentioned. Um, again, I don't think again, Barbie, just because the no bomb back or the Gerber combo, they might want to mm-hmm. do that. But if it's not going to win picture, they might instead reward holdovers, which again, isn't going to get any technicals really. So, and it will get supporting actress, but if they want to award it for something else, I feel like screenplay is the next best place they can do that. So I think it might win screenplay. I think it's got to win supporting actress. I think it gets a clear best picture nom. It's a clear mm-hmm. best actor nom for Paul Giamatti. Yeah. It could get supporting actor for Dominic Sessa. I've heard great things as well. But again, supporting actor is getting too stacked at the moment. So I think he might not yeah, be. Yeah, that, that category is crowded this year. It is. So unfortunately, I don't think I'll be able to get one for that. But then also potential best director. He would be like sixth, I feel like, on the list. Um if he's unable to get in. So he's like right at the cusp. So I think that's Mm -hmm. possible. And then from what I've seen, again, like the cinematography might get in there. Um, Mm -hmm. Editing, I think is probably a bit more likely, but again, no other real technicals is it going to get, but I still think that puts it at seven points for sure with that Mm -hmm. uh, supporting win for actress and then could get 10 overall if it gets screenplay. So I'm like, that's a really good uh, amount. I can be happy with that. So that's yeah. why I picked it for my number three. You had Maestro, but where'd you have Holdovers on your list? Holdovers was past zone of interest. So it was Maestro, past lies, and Ivy Fall, zone of interest, Holdovers. So Holdovers was very low down. Tenth. So I had a, I had I had heard the things about Devine Joy Robinson, so I knew she was definitely a contender for supporting actress, but I don't think it's going to get any wins outside of that. I don't think it has a chance to get wins outside of that. I think it just has a chance to get noms. So it was definitely lower on the list. I don't know if Maestro has the ability to get any wins at all, which you would think would put it lower than the holdovers, but I think it has a lot of chances to get easy nominations. I think it has a chance to get uh, picture, actor, actress, uh, makeup and hairstyling, sound, possibly score. I mean, it's a movie about a composer. If if there Although, is, you had it to is, check, it, I, I checked it like with Tar because I was also like, oh, it's got to be score. But I think it, yeah. it's using like Bernstein's music. It's using so Bernstein's music, so it's possibly not eligible for original score. Yeah, but sound for sure. I think it could get a nomination for best sound. I think it has a possibility to get best cinematography nomination if the cinematography is good enough. I think, so. I think it's Oscar baity enough because I, I do agree with you that. I think Bradley Cooper is making it a little Oscar-y, which, I mean, it works. Look at fucking, uh, what's it called? Uh, that one best picture. What the fuck? The movie that Green I hate. Book. Green Book. Yeah, look at Green Book. Yeah. It works sometimes. It works. It's not going to work this time, I don't think, for wins, but it, it can definitely sweep up in some good nominations easily. Yeah, I think, I think it's got I think five nominations at least, if not six. Or so. Yeah, I think actor... Bradley Cooper, actress Carrie Mulligan, best picture. I think best cinematography is something best makeup is definitely getting a nomination. It better not win. I swear to God, if that freaking nose prosthetic for Bradley Cooper. It won't Cooper, win. It would honestly be things, insulting. Be it yeah, would be insulting I, if it won best makeup and hairstyling. Because there was so, a whole debate about it. Yeah. So they better not. Again, look at Willem Dafoe's face in poor things. All the it looks so good. On there. Yeah. So I want to see it look so bad. There's no way, I'm hoping there's no way Maestro would win over this, but I've been corrected before. I thought the fat suit. It'll get an um. The whale. <laughs> we had the whole debate. We won't rehash it. But either way, yeah, hopefully this doesn't get the win for that, but it should get the nom. I think editing, it might get in. Again, director, potentially, because again, Cooper's like, he wants an, an Oscar for either actor or director. Um, I I don't know. It's really crowded with. Again, our top four, I think all those directors are for sure in. So it's like, who gets that fifth directing spot? I think it's either Bradley Cooper or Celine Song. 
Or I think because they are, for whatever reason, Golden Globes is doing six noms for each category. Don't know why. But they are the other two in the six noms. So I think one of them is going to get cut. And I think it could be Bradley Cooper. Because I think Agreed. Celine Song has pretty much earned that spot in the top five for Best Director. I just don't think she's going to win it. Right. So I think Bradley Cooper could get cut for, uh, for directing. But didn't he? Didn't he also write the movie or contribute? To, yeah, he contributed to writing. Oh, it's the movie. It could get a, it's, a, it could get a pretty easy screenplay nom for original screenplay because that is not as crowded as a category. So I think it could very easily get a, a screenplay nomination. Interesting. Would it be? That would be original. An original? Okay. That'd be original. It's not adapted from like a book or anything. Okay. I don't think so. Fascinating. Yeah, I will say with the um, because yeah, that was the best director thing was Celine Song got in there. I would say the other contender for the fifth spot would be Jonathan Glazer for Zone of Interest. Mm, I don't think he's gonna get a nomination for it. If I had to be completely honest with that. Well, I would disagree. Well, you're fully welcome. The Critics' Choice thing that also came out recently alongside the Golden Globes, they gave it to Jonathan Glazer, Anam. I think they also gave Celine Song one, but I'm not too sure on that. Um, I think, I mean, obviously, again, I love Past Lives. I adore it. This was the thing. I was like, is it going to be another everything everywhere all at once situation? But the ceiling for Past Lives is so much lower than everything everywhere like that could mm-hmm. compete for all the technicals past lives really can't yeah um and then so then what is past lives left with it's picture for sure screenplay for sure yes does it get lead actress a nomination Possibly, for sure but it's again, i think a nomination crowded. for sure it's very crowded in there i i don't think it's a lock yet for nomination for greta Lee. i think it's a nomination for and sure then, for I don't think as well it gets a nom for director, but it could get all those. And that's four. And then it's like, what else could it get? There's no real other nominations it might get. And then does a winning cinematography play would be the only potential winner. So I think it could easily get a cinematography nomination. I mean, I agree with you. That's cinematography beautiful. Not the type of film that's going to get a nom for cinematography. I think it could definitely get a nom for it. I think it definitely could. It's not a very crowded category this year. You have Oppenheimer, Poor Things, Killers of the Flower Moon, and uh, possibly Holdovers. I think Past yeah, Lives could easily. Maestro. I think of Interest is, has been uh, getting some good marks for that. So, yeah, with Zone of Interest, what I saw was Best International Picture. Here's the key thing. And this mm-hmm. is also why Anatomy of the Fall, I was like, ah, I'm not going to have that. Because we had two. They've done this in years past. I mean, I think ever since Parasite, it's been at least bare minimum one international film has gotten into best picture and then certainly since they bumped it up to like an official 10 nominees mm-hmm. we're definitely getting like an international film in there 100 there's two really prominent ones this season zone of interest and anatomy of the fall which mm-hmm. one is going to get in there it's possible really possible both can that might honestly mm-hmm. be the way it goes but zone of interest can compete for international feature and we've also seen that international feature whatever gets nominated for best picture and is also nominated for best international picture is going to win best international picture anatomy of the fall was not selected by france yeah the submission for the international feature which is crazy so it loses one nom that zone of interest will get and then zone of interest will also win because it's going to get best picture nom so right off the bat that's five points there for zone of interest to possibly four points for uh, past lives at best case nominations with no wins. Mm-hmm. And then again, if it gets a win, okay, maybe it's up to seven, but we have a p- possible best director for Jonathan Glazer, possible so. screenplay, possible cinematography. I think that one can definitely get in. And I've heard things for best sound and score. It's made the shortlist for those. So mm-hmm. it could get those as well so that brings it to 10 points if it gets that win which it almost certainly is going to for international feature so 10 points compared to what is honestly like two for sure for past lives but max probably six points 
for past lives. So I was like, I got to go zone of interest over past lives, even though mm-hmm. it breaks my heart to not be able to root for past lives. Um, but yeah. I, I'm happy enough to pick Vinovich. past lives because I think it has enough of a following and enough of a push that people want to see it get nominated. So I think Celine Song will clean up in nominations. I think she'll get the director. I think she'll get writing nominations. I think it will it will easily get best picture nomination, and I think Greta Lee will definitely get a best uh, 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 actress nomination. And I think it's possible. I mean, supporting actors very stacked right now, so it's very unlikely, but it is still possible that John Magaro and the the other gentleman in Past Lives could get nominations. This just seems very unlikely because of how stacked the category is, but it's possible. Crazier right. things have happened. True. I think it's, it's, it also, I think it's also, I think it's in running easily to get a cinematography nomination. And I think it's possible it can get an editing nomination. I would love to agree with you, but yeah, unfortunately, I just think it's, it's we'll the, type of, the film we'll that's going to get in there. We'll um, <laughs> okay. We will, in fact, see. But yeah, I think it's with actress because we have, I think, a clear four, at least, of Emma Stone. Uh, Lily Gladstone, uh, Carrie Mulligan for Maestro, and then Sandra Huller for Anatomy. That's like the big reason why Anatomy is getting pushed as like mm-hmm. a best picture contender is because yep. it'll have that actress nomination. So then maybe you get Barbie. You'll again, you'll probably get whichever free point it is, whether it goes to Greta Lee or goes to Margot Robbie, you'll probably get that like fifth uh, potential point in that category. Yep. But there's also Natalie Portman for may december which neither of us picked obviously but that has um gotten some acting love for like supporting actress for julian moore uh supporting actor for charles melton and then natalie portman might also get a big push for that for best actor but that's probably of all the i think like these 10 are really good i think there's gonna be like at least one nomination for all of them i don't think we're gonna have any of the tragic things that have happened in the past where a film gets a complete goose egg mm-hmm. but may december might be the one that comes out of nowhere and has a bit more oomph than we think getting yeah like it was it was on my list but it was just a little play. too low yeah it was like the next one down like it was yeah, my for me too. i would have picked it over anatomy but again I, I figured you were gonna end up having that on your thing so yeah um so that could come in and take that fifth spot and leave critically without a nomination but hopefully again i mean i hope she gets um i'm just a little skeptical at the moment um but moving on to my final pick color purple so this could be and i was thinking i was like is this gonna cost me it am i gonna screw myself over by going for color purple Mm -hmm. but then i'm like no like this is gonna be decided by how much of a sweep oppenheimer versus barbie has like it's it's gonna come down to barbenheimer at the end of the day um so Color purple to give some like cherries on the top. I'm like, I think it has room for some tech nominations. I did this with West Side Story too. Of like, I think mm-hmm. it'll be able to have things like best song, best score, best costume design, best production design. Like those sort of musical musicals are very conducive for those types of awards and nominations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's at least one supporting actress that Danielle Brooks. I believe is her name that is shooing for a nomination. Here's what's tragic though, is it seemed like at the start of the award season, again, like many months ago, I would have confidently chosen color purple. And then like, there's a huge ensemble cast. We're going to get potential best actress, potential double nomination for best supporting actress uh, with Danielle Brooks and then Taraji P. Henson. Although I think, I mean, she recently got, pulled over for like a DUI arrested or something like that. So her awards campaign is going to be a little interesting this year. So I think she might miss out, but yeah, there's going to be Fantasia Barino for best actress, uh, Daniel Brooks for best supporting actress. And then there's a couple like Coleman Domingo potentially for best supporting actor. Um, so I was like, yeah, we'll get some acting nominations and then a bunch of the tech stuff. Unfortunately, like color purple missed best musical nomination for golden globes yep so that doesn't inspire a lot of confidence um and then with the critics choice it did get like best picture for that but it wasn't getting 
all those like best supporting actor or best actress. It was just getting that best supporting actress for Daniel Brooks. So unfortunately, I think it'll be somewhat limited. I think it will be able to get those technical ones I mentioned. I mean, it's got to get a song. It's got to get, I would assume, like production design or costume design. Uh, I mean, it's based on it's based on the color purple musical, musical, yeah, the Broadway show. If there's no original songs for the movie, they they always put an original song. They always do that. I mean, even like West Side Story, the latest one. But the the song category this year is stacked. It is, but there's a lot of songs for Barbie, and then there's also Peaches, which is going to get nominated. One hundred percent going to get nominated. Yeah, absolutely, it will. Are you kidding me? One hundred percent hilarious. I don't. For the sake of that. we want to see Jack Golden Black Globes? perform it at the Oscars, they would want to do that though. Dude, put him in that uh, costume. For, for the sake Founder. of wanting to see him perform, they will nominate him. He, I don't think Peaches will win, but it will. It will one hundred percent be nominated. I mean, in a perfect world, I would love that. I don't think it's going to happen. I think uh, they Diane Warren over Jack Black for Peaches. But I'll, I'll, I'll bet you $5 that Peaches gets nominated at the Academy Awards. I am not bucks? putting money on it. I don't care Come about on, it. Come on, I doubt it's going to happen. Have fun. Five bucks. It's $5. We made money bets on the show before, and I don't think we've ever actually exchanged the money on it. So Yeah, because we forget about it. But I'll remember exactly. it this time. Five no, bucks. We always say that. We will not. Because by the time the Oscars comes around, it'll be because I'll be like, yeah, Peaches never would have been nominated. Why would anyone even think that? So it never occurred to me to be like, yeah, looking at the song nominations, we have, oh yeah, we've got two Barbie songs, we got Diane Warren, we got Color Purple, and then whatever the fifth one is, I wouldn't be like, oh, the snub of Beaches. <laughs> How could they have done that? Um, but if you remember, <laughs> and you, then we can do a small morning for Peaches, and then do a rendition of it. We'll do a duet. Until it, until it gets nominated, you mean? And then we'll celebrate that it was nominated. Mm, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think... It's going to do that. And I was thinking as well of like, what is a film that could surge? Right now, Color Purple hasn't even opened yet. I think it's like Christmas Day. So I don't know. I mean, the people in the Academy should be getting screeners and stuff like that. But I don't know how big of a push they've been doing for it yet. So maybe it's just off to a slow start. And then they're going to really ramp it up after the, uh, the release of it in theaters. But I'm hoping it's got to get like four nominations and I'll be happy with that. If it doesn't get any wins, which it's unlikely to, that's fine. As long as it doesn't screw me over like women talking, which I had such high hopes and it got like two Dude, nominations. Yeah, you got fucked on that. Yeah. That's so crazy. we will see. Hopefully the color purple will uh, deliver and be amazing. I think of all the movies, the top, the, I think of the 10 movies that we have collectively here, I think, the movie that has the highest chance of being snubbed is The Color Purple. Yeah, I would agree, unfortunately. Yeah. So I would not have picked it. I went with Anatomy of a Fall because Sandra Huller easily gets a nom, possibly gets a win. I saw the movie. I think she's fucking fantastic in it. I think it's Emma Stone's award to, lo- award to lose, but I think if she's going to lose it to anyone that I've seen getting nominated, it would be Sandra Huller because she is fantastic in this movie. No, it's got to be again. If it's gonna, if she's gonna lose anyone. It's gonna be Lily Gladstone. Like the narrative behind so. Lily Gladstone is just too, too great for them to give it again. The one thing you I think say her is role like, is it a lead performance again. That's I don't a, like so. one contention. That's why she won't win. If she was nominated but, in Best Supporting Actress, I think it would be her award to lose. Possibly. Oh, for sure. But yeah, that's but the one. They made her lead actress, thing. which she thinks she's gonna win. But yeah, that's why I think it'll ultimately be like Emma Stone because again hearing that's like her best performance ever which is insane to think about so mm-hmm. that's why it should be emma stones but then i feel like yeah i feel like it's gonna be lily gladstone if anyone else so again mm-hmm. i haven't seen the movie yet but i have heard great things Sandra huller's had a great year she's, she's also so in adventurous yeah. so who knows if they give it would be really, cool if she got a she supporting actress. actress win yeah if she's like that good that they're gonna give her best actress win then she would get nominated for zone of interest for support. no not at all oh no. yeah, yeah yeah well it just depends how popular zone of interest could get it would be cool to see her get two nominations in one year that'd be awesome yeah. but i don't think it's gonna happen because i don't know if like zone of interest is not it's not gather, garnering enough interest am i right i just it, it i think is, it's actually i think it's definitely of the the international ones i think anatomy is a more accessible one but i think zone of interest is going to be the one that like the old spirit of uh the oscars where they're like this is pure art and so we want I to think, make sure we make space for the artistic film. 
I think Anatomy of a Fall is definitely going to claim some noms pretty easily. I think it will get. Well, I uh, think I think it has three and only three: Best Picture, Actress, and Screenplay. That's it. That's its ceiling. We'll see. We'll see. And then I don't think it gets a win for any of them. But you're saying Screenplay or Actress are potential options, which I would potentially. I think I think it could. I think it could win Screenplay if it's up against Past Lives and Barbie, because I don't think Holdovers is going to win. Hey, I'm telling you, really don't think Holdovers is going to win, dude. I don't think it is. We both agree, like, okay, Barbie, Past Lives, they have a shot, but we disagree on uh, Holdovers Anatomy. I think it's definitely Holdovers over Anatomy. I don't think that's correct at all. I'm so against you on that. Again, you haven't seen seen Holdovers, so you can make some space at least to be wrong about that. I haven't seen Anatomy either, so I don't. I have a preference one or the other when I see both. What are the what are the WGA awards? What are the, what are the Writing Guild awards? They happen after the Oscars, and then also yeah. some films are never even like. I don't think uh, whoever wrote Anatomy of the Fall is probably in the WGA, so they wouldn't be eligible. Most likely. But Holdovers isn't even nominated to the Golden Globes for writing this year. Is that true? Yes. Let me pull that up. Let's fact it's check it's I'm looking at it right now. It's so it's past lives, Oppenheimer, Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon, Poor Things, and Anatomy of a Fall. That's true, but they they only have screenplay, or do they have it it's separated just, by original? It is adapted. just a best screenplay. There's no original adapt. adapt. It's just in general best screenplay. But based on all the um the other like critic circles and critic choices, I'm looking at Holdovers has four wins to Anatomy's three, and then when you break it into Original versus adapted. Uh, Holdovers has five additional, and Anatomy has no additional. So that would be nine total to what I say four, three. So nine total for Holdovers to three for Anatomy of Fall, based on the like local chapters of critics groups, and again local being it's like the New York, the LA, so those big associations. And then the Critics' Choice definitely gave Holdovers a nom. The big we'll see. So we will see. We will see. We will definitely see. We'll see. But I think uh, holdovers will have the edge. But at bare minimum, I do think Anatomy will get nominated. Um, I just don't think it. It's like fourth or fifth in line for the win. We will see. We will see. <laughs> As all things with our drafts, we are uh, very confidently supporting our own sides. I think we're both happy with what we have. Again, I'm much more. My only concern is poor things, bro. On your line, my only concern is poor things because I think poor things could sweep pretty easily. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's got more win potential than like killers. That'll be nom heavy. Yeah. And then it's the race between Barbie and Oppenheimer, which one will end up tallying more. And I think Oppenheimer again just has a much higher ceiling. Again, I think poor things will steal some of the things from Barbie, like production design, costume design. I think they're the ones that are competing head-to-head and then the ones that barbie isn't competing for like cinematography editing stuff like that oppie will clean up and then it could also sweep the above the line so i'm i'm fairly happy with my selection this time we'll see. I stuck my guns stuck to the plan and uh, i feel confident that i'll be able to take back the belt for the oscar draft we'll see what's funny is if we had swapped if i had gone first i think our lineups would have been exactly the same, except I would have had poor things and you would have had killers. I think it's the because I would have picked Barbie first. I would have picked Oppenheimer, then you Barbie, and then me killers. No, no, no. If I had gone first, I would have picked Barbie, you would have picked Oppie. I would have picked poor things, you would have picked killers. And then I would have picked Maestro, you would have picked holdovers, I would have picked Pass Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zone. I was thinking when you said like, like if you had seen poor things, you're like, Oh, I might have chosen that. No, no, no. If I had if I had gone first in the draft, the only swap here would have been poor things and killers. And I kind of am curious to see if having poor things instead of killers, would I win if I lose? If I do lose, I think that might be the the edge of like if I had had poor things instead of killers, maybe I could have won. Because poor things just seem like such a heavy hitter. And if that's the case, damn the coin toss. That sucks. For real. That was like the only other possible like upset. I could see is if Zone of Interest and Color Purple both underperform heavily. Mm-hmm. Again, Past Lives and Anatomy will get between them five nominations guaranteed. And then again, you're saying a couple more for Past Lives. So if that could put you over top, if you have like, you know, five to seven 
points from that and then zone of interest and color purple don't deliver in the way i need to mm. then yeah that might be the one issue if like oppenheimer and barbie end up being fairly even with the noms and wins yeah only time will tell the nominations come out in january we'll do another update then tally up the points we have from our noms and just uh see from there i think by that point i will have seen because right now i've seen oppenheimer barbie killers of the flower moon past lives and anatomy of fall so i've seen half of them by then well i will have definitely seen maestro poor things uh hopefully zone of interest and hopefully i could find holdover somewhere online I, hopefully it'll be on demand by then yeah holdovers is definitely i think gonna be in line it's on prime i believe that'd be um, great and then yeah zone of interest we'll have to see when that's dude I, the I, town because that's my second most anticipated hard to find. <laughs> very yeah. hard to find poor things is top of the list right now more than any movie right now i want to see poor things so bad well it's everywhere it's it's in like you know the big multiplex theaters now so. i know i just gotta find time maybe i'll go tomorrow do it treat yourself a little early christmas present but yeah, yeah a fascinating oscars draft um excited to see what the outcome is i think it'll be definitely be very close again we've had big sweeps for my victory and then your victory i think this one will be much closer it will be yeah it'll be and it'll come down yeah, to barbenheimer a very high tally i think for both of us we might like surpass yeah. both of our previous uh record totals so i think we will i think all of the movies here will be nominated for something because last year you and i both had duds that didn't get anything I think this year, everything will get nominated. Hopefully. That would be nice. That's all the time we have. If you'd like to give your thoughts on the show, you can email us at theboxofficeshowpod at gmail.com. Our main title theme for the show is Sundown by Joseph McDade. If you like the show, please give us five stars on whatever podcast app you're listening to, and be sure to tune in next week. Have a great rest of your day.